What's up, family? I got some good information for you guys today. I want to get right into it, so I'm not even doing a long introduction today. All right, welcome to another episode of Mastering Love and Life with Clifton Brantley. I want to talk to you about support. So of the of the four C's that I teach, communication, conflict resolution, connection, and contribution, this would go under the contribution umbrella, all right? This would go under the contribution umbrella. So I want to talk to you about being better at being a contributor in your relationship. Specifically, I want to talk about how to be supportive. Um, it was It was probably towards the end of last year when I was working on my framework for how I want to teach people to do relationships better. And uh, my wife suggested, hey, you need to put support on the list. I'm like, you know what? That's a good point. And so I added support to one of the one of the elements of the marriage mindset. So I can I can thank her for that. But ever since then, it's like she said that and the and the the floodgates, so to speak, open in relation to learning about support understanding support and and just teaching support and so I wanted to do something for you guys today to talk about how how to be supportive right I think this is going to help a lot of people at least that's my goal but let me start off with this text um where because because I'm talking about so I'm talking about how to be supportive I'm primarily talking about in marriage now you can apply this to Pretty much any relationship you can apply it to work relationships, children relationships, um, anything. But I'm primarily talking about marriage relationships. And so uh, this is Genesis 2, chapter 2, verse 18. This is what it says. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Okay. I'm going to read again. The Lord, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Now, a few months ago, when I started really, really studying this particular scripture, uh, because I've heard people teach you know, that we are helpers of each other. Like we are, you know, the man is the helper of the one. Both of them are help meets. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I kind of disagree, but not wholeheartedly. But I do know that this scripture is not saying that at all. You know, it specifically says it's not good for the man, not mankind, although it is referring to mankind because it's not good for a woman to be alone either. Right. Specifically, you know, it's not good for the man to be alone. Then he said, I will make for him a helper. He didn't say I will make a helper so they can help each other. But that's a different topic. That's not what I'm talking about today, because what I'm talking about today. Uh, is just about support and this support can go either way. Right. But I read this scripture mainly because not not to point out 
who's helping who, right? That's kind of just an aside. But I read the scripture to point out the fact that the assignment that God gives requires you to have a helper. Now, the, require, the, the, the assignment that God gives does not necessarily require you to be married to have a helper because like the apostle Paul was not married, but he did have a helper in Timothy, John Mark, right? He had helpers, but, but the assignment that God gives, it will require you to have a helper. And so I want to give you just four quick things on helping you. This is how to be supportive, how to be how to support your partner, uh, how to have a supportive relationship, right? And I'm sure there are more than four. I could come up with more, more than four of these, but we don't have all day, right? So I got these four things f- for you to help you have a more supportive relationship, right? You guys supporting each other. Uh, and first, before I get into these four, let's talk about why that's important. Well, because number one, God said it's not good for man to be alone. That being alone is not just about companionship and loneliness, but just in the context of what God was talking about, think about this. He said, be fruitful and multiply. He said that to both of them. Um, For what he was talking about, they could not be fruitful and multiply if they did not work together, right? Like they couldn't have children if they didn't work together. They couldn't produce life without working together. And in the same way, there are some things in your life that will not be produced because you have not connected yourself to the right people to help you in the right way to get what God has for you. See, God can have something for you, but you not have it because You haven't followed his design. God's design for the human being is for us to help one another, right? It's not good for man to be alone. So here's the first thing. The first thing in being supportive. If you see something, say something. Now, I said that intentionally. You know, that's kind of what they say in the streets, you know. The police is telling, you know, folk in the neighborhood, if you see something, say something. Like, don't. Don't have this whole, you know, you can't snitch. Uh, obviously, I'm not talking about snitching, snitching, but what I really mean is this. If you see that your partner needs help, help them. If you see them struggling, then help them with their struggle. Don't just sit and watch them struggle when you can be a help, right? Now, sometimes that help, Maybe only praying. And I say only not to minimize the fact that, you know, uh, about prayer, because prayer is the most powerful weapon that we we believers have, access to a living God, right? So, but I'm saying sometimes all you can do is pray. You can't actually give a word of wisdom or you can't do something for someone. All you can do is pray. But 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 if you see them struggling with something, and you know you can help, then help, right? One of the things I like about the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet is the fact that nobody asked for Jesus to wash their feet. 
right? It was his idea. He saw a love need and he decided, okay, I'm going to meet this need for them. In the same way, when you see a need in your partner, make it your business to help them come out of that situation, right? Uh, in times past, me and my wife have had discussions. Really, to be honest, some years ago, we were bumping heads because uh, on one hand, I was frustrated that, you know, I would find out that she would see things in my business that I could improve, but she wouldn't tell me. And when we have these conversations, then it's like, man, I could have been doing this different long time ago, but you, you know, you didn't tell me. And that, you know, if you see something, say something. Don't let your partner just struggle, right? And and here's the thing. Obviously, you you can't help with everything, but I'm talking about the things that you can help with. If you know your ability and you know, you know what, I can help them do this better. Or you see your partner walking the wrong way. You see them walking towards financial destruction or, you know, public destruction, whatever the case, don't just let them keep walking, okay? Don't let them just keep walking. But I got to say number two right after that, though, because because what my wife wasn't sharing with me was in large part because of me. So the second thing, if you're going to create a supportive relationship Right. Not just you being supportive or them being supportive, but it, it's it's the kind of relationship you have. You have to be teachable. OK, you you have to be teachable. What does it mean to be teachable? To be teachable means. Uh, somebody can tell you something and you can receive it. So to be teachable, number one, you have to walk in humility. You got to understand that uh, of all the knowledge on the planet, in the world, in the universe, what percentage of all of the knowledge in the universe do you have? Okay. And that small percentage of knowledge that you have, the, the, what you don't know is almost infinitely more than what you do know. So it stands to reason you should stay teachable because there's so much that you don't know. And it's possible that God has blessed the person that you are married to with a certain amount of knowledge that not because they are smarter than you, but because they have different knowledge and their area of knowledge, it's outside of the little speck that you have, right? They have a speck and you have a speck, but their speck is outside of your speck. And so it just makes sense to stay teachable because you never know when and how God is going to speak. So, uh, I was saying how, you know, my wife a while back, she, you know, she she would see things, but she wouldn't say anything. But I got to tell the whole story because there's another part. I also was not teachable. OK, I absolutely gave off the message. I don't think I said it verbally, but I did give off the message. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a business owner. You're not. I'm not listening to you. Right. Nobody's going to want to keep supporting after that. Like that just, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't blame my wife for that. I completely understand. Um, I presume I would be the exact same way, right? I would, I would be the exact 
same way if it was me. I would I would not be gung ho about sharing information with you after you make me feel stupid for even opening my mouth. And that was never my intent to make her feel that way. But in hindsight um, and through our discussions, I know at times that's how she felt. And so she stopped, you know, I, I understand her stop sharing. So you got to be teachable. Your, your partner, your partner, you got to be influenceable. Okay. Your partner has to be able to influence you, has to be able to um, teach you something. You got to be open to learning something you didn't know from someone who you may feel like don't know what you know. God has spoken to me through commercials. God spoke to Balaam through a donkey, right? The donkey started talking to Balaam while he was on his way to curse the children of Israel. And the point that I'm making is you don't know how God's going to speak to you. And just because your husband or wife is not as educated as you, don't run a business like you, uh, is not in your field of expertise or whatever else you can think of, that does not mean that God cannot send them a word to give to you. And you need to be influenceable and teachable so that you can receive the help or should I say the support that you need because you need nobody, nobody, nobody on the planet knows how to do life alone. Nobody knows everything, nobody. But when we work together, we can accomplish great things, right? And so remember I said, if you're going to be teachable, you have to walk in humility, but, but the opposite of humility is pride. And I've told you several times, pride is dangerous because pride will dress itself up to look like righteousness. You don't even know you're walking in pride until destruction shows up. And so it was prideful of me to respond to my wife back in the day, to respond to my wife in a way that sent the message, you're beneath me. And remember, that was never my intention to send that message. But in hindsight, I can see how it was sent. And I, I have to admit, I was walking in pride. So that's the second thing. Number one, if you see something, say something, right? If you see, if you see an area of help that you can fit into, help your partner. But also, um, and that's for both of you, but also both of you need to stay teachable, right? You got to be able to be influenceable so when your partner comes to you to share something, you can receive it, and they need to be teachable as well. Here's the third thing. Put your feelings to the side for the greater good. Okay, you got to you you have to have to have to learn to put your feelings to the side for the greater good. Here's what I mean by that. So on one hand, like like if you got to know the difference between giving your partner advice or help or whatever the case and it goes into the category of inconsequential, meaning it's not that significant, versus things that are life-altering, okay? So specifically, when you're dealing with life-altering situations, you got to put your feelings to the side for the greater good, right? You, you can't be sensitive when your partner's elevation also equals your elevation. 
Does that make sense? Like, if 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 your partner becoming better or fixing whatever that you can help with, if that elevates them and y'all are married, you get elevated. But at the same time, if you don't help and they keep going the way they going, they're going, they suffer, you suffer. In those situations, you got to put your feelings to the side. Here's what I mean. So like if I'll use myself as an example, if, if, if I'm doing, let's say I'm doing my, um, let's say I have a morning routine that's not working for me, but I keep trying to figure out how, why the morning routine is not working. And by the morning routine not working, I'm not productive, which means I'm not producing content, which means um, I'm not fulfilling my assignment as far as helping people have better marriages, which means also my finances are affected, right? So let's say that's where I am and my wife can see my morning routine and she knows a couple of things that I could change to make it better. So she comes to me and she says, babe, um, if you do this instead of that, I think you'll be a little bit more productive, right? If my response is, I hear you, but I'm not trying to do that. You being in your feelings or, you know, in this case, like if it was my wife, if she was to get in her feelings and just be like, okay, well, I'm not telling him nothing else again. You both are going with, we both, we both would suffer, right? So in those situations, you got to put your feelings to the side for the greater good. And then, um, I know this is the contribution piece, but if, if under the con, under the communication piece, talk to them, like have a conversation with them about how you feel. Like, hey, I'm trying to help you, and I need to help you because we as a family are failing in this area, but you won't listen and blah, blah, blah. Like you got to be able to get the message to them that, hey, you need to listen to me. Don't just give up after you know, a few moments and, you know, because your feelings were hurt or they didn't take your suggestion or, you know, they didn't do it the way you wanted. And so now you feel some kind of way. You can't be that way because remember the assignment God gives requires, it's a requirement. If it wasn't a requirement, God would not have said it's not good for man to be alone because Adam had God. He had the animals. He had a garden. So everything Adam needed was already provided except a helper. The assignment God gives requires you guys to work together. So there are some things that regardless of how your partner responds, you know they need help. You got to figure out how to get them the help. And as a matter of fact, that's number four. Learn your partner. Learn your partner. You got to learn how to say what you have to say in a way that they can receive it. You feel me? You got, you got to be able to, you have to. So, so now this is, I hope no one told you that marriage was easy, right? This is the hard work of marriage. You have to study your partner. And I don't, I don't mean sit down with a notebook and take notes, but I also don't mean not do that. Like if, if if that's what you need to do, fine. But but however you get it, you need to study your partner. You got to and you can ask them. Right. I ain't saying this is 100 percent on you. You can ask them. 
pick up context clues or whatever. But my point is, you have to figure out how they learn, how they receive from you, the best way they, you can get a message to them so that you, because more than them receiving you and what you say, because it comes from you, like that's a pride issue. You know, they heard me, but I mean, they, they did what I said, but they didn't do it because I said they did it because someone else said it. I feel you. That's a different, that's a pride issue. But if, if your partner won't hear you, you got to figure out, okay, how can I get them this message? Because they need this message without question. If they don't, if they don't make this change, we as a couple will suffer, but he's, or she is not receiving it the way that I'm giving it. So I got to figure out a different way to get them the message because the goal is to get them the message. The goal is not for you to be heard. You understand what I'm saying? That's prideful. I'm, I'm, I, I need you to receive it because I said it. Well, I want to receive it because it's good advice. And it could be good advice, but it's not packaged in a way that I can receive it. And so repackage it. And give it to your partner again. You got to learn how to say what you have to say to your partner in a way that they can receive it. You can't just say what you want to say, how you want to say it, because the message ain't for you. It's for them. And ultimately, it is for us. You feel me? So, so when you're trying to be a supportive partner, if you see a need, meet a need. If you, particularly if you have the ability, right? If you see something, say something, you, you see a need, meet the need. If you have the ability to do that, then do that, right? Um, and then be teachable, be influenceable. Your partner needs to be able to get a word to you and you respond in the positive, okay? Don't be prideful. Don't be prideful. Walk in humility and stay teachable. And then you got to put your feelings to the side for the greater good. As a matter of fact, both of you, the, 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 the one who needs the help and the one giving the help. I didn't mention that before, but both of you need to put your feelings in check because if your partner is giving you help and you don't like the way they delivered it, then like you need to be able to get the message without being extra sensitive about the way it came. Okay. Now I know it's number four, I said, learn your partner, but, but like I just said in number three, you, so you do need to, you do need to learn your partner. Meaning they also need to they need to learn you. They need to learn how you receive information, right? But at the same time, don't you be overly sensitive. Going back to number three, in your feelings, and because they said it too direct, you can't take good information because it came at you in a way you didn't like it. You got to get out of your pride too. See. Marriage is for adults, right? Mar marriage is not for children. And when I say children, I'm talking about the emotionally immature. The emotionally immature, that marriage is not for you. And if you are married and you are emotionally immature, my best advice to you is to mature as fast as you can to limit your suffering because you will suffer. All right. I said I said last week in, on uh, Random Thought Thursday that um, the real reason that my marriage changed, it wasn't because of the skills that I learned. It was because 
I started finally listening to the word of God and applying the word of God, right? And um, by doing that, I matured, right? It was my maturity coupled with God's word that changed my marriage. And so I said that to say, like, if you're trying to be a supportive partner or if you're you know, needing to allow your partner to be supportive, how you feel about certain things, you got to check that. Like, you, you just do. Ask yourself this question. When my partner says what they say, or when they said what they said, number one, do they love me or do they mean me harm? Number two, is there any possibility at all that what they're saying is something I need to listen to? And then number three, like, are they trying to hurt my feelings? No. Even if they yell, even if they, even if they tell you with an attitude, it may hurt your feelings, but that's not their intent. They are an imperfect human. Ain't no telling why they was passionate or whatever the case. You got to get to the place in your marriage where you can ignore the delivery. I hear so much, so many of my couples talking about the delivery, delivery, delivery. Listen, when Amazon dropped my package off, as long as it's not glass, I don't care if they throw the box on the porch, they can throw the box in the yard. Now I'm going to be upset, man, why you ain't put it on the porch? But ultimately, I'm opening my box. Like yesterday, I ordered some... Um, I got some LaFone brushes, like, for painting stuff in the garage. Um, they put it on the porch, but they could have put it in the driveway. They could have put it in the yard, right? If they threw it on top of the house, I'd have been upset because I'd have had to go up there and get it. But the delivery, I still would receive the package. Like, I wouldn't say, here, take this back. You put it on the house. Take this package back. Y'all didn't put it in the right place. You didn't deliver it the right way. I'm not doing that. But that's how we do when folk don't deliver messages the way we want to receive them. And, I, and I'm not, listen, I'm, me too, right? I'm not isolating anybody. I'm not, I, I do it too. But in that area, me, you, and everybody else, we need to mature. Because at the end of the day, most people are not trying to hurt you. Most people are trying to take care of themselves. And you get hurt in the process. So take the hurt. You can address it later if you want, or you can, and I'm specifically talking about with your partner, you can address it later, or you can just let it go, recognize that that ain't what they was trying to do. But if you can't let it go, then talk to them about it at some point. But you need to do the work to mature, to get out of your feelings, so that you can have a better marriage, because marriage is not for children. So trying to be, trying to be supportive the way I'm talking about it's going to require you to mature, right? Be teachable. Put your feelings to the side. Number two and three, yeah, you're not doing that if you are immature. And it's crazy how many people want to do relationships in a way that relationships just don't work. Like it don't even work that way for them. Some of the things that you want, some of the things, some of the ways that you want your partner to think and feel, you don't think and feel that way. And if, if, if they did to you what you are doing to them, you would respond the same way. So, reminds me of uh, you know Jesus saying, take the log out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of your partner's eye. Either way, 
Listen, this is about mastering love in life. And my goal is to help you. This goes on the love piece, but it also goes on the life piece. Right. And by the way, when I talk about mastering love in life, I'm going to say this on another episode at the beginning. So you guys can, you know, just make sure I say when I say mastering love in life, I'm not implying that I've mastered love or life. Nor am I implying that um, I'm going to teach you how to master love in life. But what it means is on my journey to mastery, I'm bringing you along with me and I'm sharing with you the things that I'm learning to help you get just a little bit closer to mastery. I hope this was helpful for you and I will see you guys. And I keep saying see you. I can't see you. It's a podcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. (laughs) Y'all take care.